operations or execution without strategy means you're really busy, but you're not sure where you're going. Meet my Atlanta-based friend and colleague, Jay Weiser. Jay works with leadership teams to help them be more effective and more resilient, and he bases his work on a framework he created called the Five Leadership Superpowers. The global COVID pandemic and the supply chain disruptions that it created, not to mention the need to reinvent the model of work for millions of people, brought one thing into stark focus. Change, disruption, and uncertainty are part of life, and we're not always prepared to deal with them when they strike. Many leaders are reluctant to make the changes that have to be made to execute against a strategy and to prepare for a future that looks different than the past they fondly remember. I've always been a very curious person. You know, I was probably the only nine-year-old who watched the Watergate hearings and read the newspaper in the afternoon. Even to this day, I can sit and watch the Discovery Channel, National Geographic, how things were built. What does this come from? Watching Mythbusters with my kids, and I'm perfectly content to do that. So that curiosity really has carried forth in in my career. I realized everything revolved around people, how they thought, how they trusted other people, what they knew, what they didn't know how they ask questions, what they were incented for. So I really got into how do you help organizations, their leaders, their people reach their full potential for the organization, for themselves, to create an environment where they can thrive. How do you handle accelerating change? This time period is characterized by a lot of uncertainty. So you can't leave the way you did in a, let's just say, more stable, never a completely stable environment that you can't predict what's going to happen and what worked before doesn't necessarily work now. To answer these questions, Jay developed the five leadership superpowers, present futurist, experienced learner, prepared risk taker, strategic executor, and finally, accountable collaborator. The five leadership superpowers are about being a present futurist. So balancing the present and future, being an experienced learner, which is really about expertise and experience will take you so far. But when the environment is changing, what worked before doesn't necessarily work going forward. And you know, people are seeing that now, and that is incredibly important to be open to learning, to engage people in learning, to tap into everyone's brains because people see things differently and you need that more robust view. So that's experienced learner. Next is prepared risk taker. So this is balancing risk taking in preparedness. It's being more risk aware It's recognizing that risk-taking is an essential part of business. If you're playing only to avoid losing, if you're playing defense, you don't score points. You have to go on offense to score points. And offense means taking risks, whether it's uh, investing in a new product, improving a process, you have to take risks. And it's a matter of doing it in a smarter, intelligent way. Preparedness is also important. After Hurricane Andrew in the early 90s, 
when I think something like 25,000 homes were destroyed. There was a recognition there was a problem with the building code. And not only was there a problem with the, the building code, there was a problem with how it was enforced. And as a result, Florida put in one of the toughest building codes so they wouldn't have to go through that again. Fourth is strategic executor. So it's about balancing strategy and execution or operations. It's balancing the short term and the long term. It's recognizing that if you make short term decisions in haste, very often there are long term implications that can impair your performance going forward. You know, I think the airlines are a great example there that when COVID hit, some of the airlines did these massive layoffs, they mothballed planes, they didn't really communicate well with their people, versus Delta, who offered early retirement, who furloughed their employees, versus firing them, kept them engaged, communicated with them. And they were in a much better position to come back once travel started going again. They were able to bring staff back, their engagement levels remained high, their customer satisfaction levels remained high. Now, they're suffering from some of the same staffing shortages that all the airlines are suffering from, but they've done a lot better than most of the others. Fifth is accountable collaborator. So it's recognizing that groups can be accountable, not just individuals. And it's recognizing that most of the challenges, most of the disruptions, most of the changes that organizations are facing can't be solved by one person or one function. It requires functions to work together. It also requires very often working with external parties, suppliers, partners, resellers. Even the local community you have to partner with, especially you know if you're trying to relocate to a location that's going to work for you and is going to work for the community as well. It's about focusing and holding the group accountable for outcomes. It's not about activities. It's not about being busy. Because being busy doesn't necessarily mean you're making progress. So it's that focus. And if the group is accountable for outcomes, individuals are accountable to each other on the team. It's a matter of having the right people on the team. So it, you know, it's taking, ideally it's taking politics out of the equation because you have the right people with the right capabilities and skills versus you know, making sure you've got representation from every group. And recognizing that you don't just need leaders, you need people who are actually doing the work, who can understand what's reasonable, what they need resources for. So those are the five superpowers, present futurist, experienced learner, prepared risk taker, strategic executor, and accountable collaborator. Those five superpowers, present futurist, experienced learner, prepared risk taker, strategic executor, and accountable collaborator can be used as an ecosystem of capabilities by leaders to make better decisions in the face of ongoing change. I asked Jay how they came about, beginning with Present Futurist. It wasn't just about focusing on today. 
but it was being aware of what's going on around you, looking at things from different perspectives. Companies very often had a narrow view, kind of tunnel vision, and they needed to be more aware of what's going on around them, not just now, but what's happening going forward, what trends, what signals. When you look at trends, you need to ask yourself, what would need to happen for this to be true? And is that realistic? This whole idea that people keep on getting surprised by what's happening, very often they shouldn't have been, because they should have been paying attention. Next came the experienced learner. Jay observes that experience and expertise can take you to a certain point, but he cautions that just because it made you successful in the past doesn't mean it'll work in the future. And then something happened that led to Jay identifying the remaining three superpowers and, more important, how they intersect and how they lead to a new set of capabilities. I had been looking at a model that looks at strategy, operations, and organization. So think about three overlapping circles. And as I thought about it, value gets created in the intersections of those circles when strategy and organization work together, strategy and operations, operations and organization, and then that center where they're all together. I could talk about best practices. I could talk about principles that underlie that. But I realized that wasn't enough because it still didn't address the uncertainty and disruption in the environment. And that's when I realized a different set of capabilities was needed, that it wasn't just about core leadership skills, about being motivating, about setting a vision, about communications. I mean, all that's still important, but there was a need for an overlay set of capabilities. And that's really where the superpowers came in because you need that on top. Leaders need to have those superpowers So they can have different conversations. They can be more informed about what's going on around them. They can be more vigilant in looking forward. So, you know, I had those first two. And then, you know, as I started thinking, there was this whole battle between preparedness and risk-taking. So that's where prepared risk-taker came in. Because you need to be both prepared and taking risks. There's a tension between the two. It's not one or the other. Both are important. The other thing during that time frame, and actually this goes back to earlier in my career when I was doing a lot of consulting around strategy execution. Strategy and execution need to be an integrated discussion. Having a strategy without execution is kind of a pipe dream. You're not going to get very far. And operations or execution without strategy means you're really busy, but you're not sure where you're going. So neither of those are good. This is an important point, so I want to repeat it. Strategy and execution must be an integrated discussion. Having a strategy without execution is a pipe dream. You're not going to get very far. And execution without strategy means that you're really busy, but you're not sure where you're going. All of a sudden, I realized that one of the things that always got under my skin were leaders who said, I need to know who to hold accountable. And I always said strategy was a team sport. It's not about one person. 
It's about the team and group accountability for outcomes, you know, really was in the forefront of my mind and that both accountability and collaboration could exist. I've been in this business long enough to know that I can't swing a cat without hitting an even dozen leadership models or frameworks or paradigms. So I came back at Jay with a little bit of healthy skepticism. Why five? I mean, what made you stop there? For example, what about things like the whole global local argument or people planet profit or ESG? Five was a good number, but started thinking, you know, should there be others? And as I thought about other things, global localist is one that's been out there, I think, in strategy and business. But global localist was not specific to this time period. That, to me, is a core skill. But it wasn't something that you needed in the way of an overlay set of capabilities. And the global localist could be embedded in any of the other superpowers because it involved experience and learning. It involved preparedness and risk-taking. It It involved being a present futurist. So, okay, that wasn't necessary. And that was kind of the path as people would suggest other ones. I was able to explain how that fit into the other five. And the five seemed to be distinct enough that they didn't overlap, but they inform one another. And they work together as a group. And as a group, it was very, very powerful. Ultimately, models like the five superpowers succeed when they lead to executable, sustainable change. I asked Jay to explain what leaders can expect if they implement them. Most of the leadership programs are talking, you know, how does a leader talk to a person? How does a leader communicate? How do you set goals? But it doesn't address how a leader should think. It doesn't address the type of mindset a leader needs to have in a disruptive and inserted environment. It doesn't address that the tightness between leadership, the organization, and the ability to execute strategy, the ability to adapt, be nimble, be flexible. And a lot of times people talk about these things in isolation. So, you know, you can take a class on being agile. But it doesn't necessarily connect to all the other pieces. So I think it's all of those things coming together. The superpowers work whether you're a CEO, CIO, CMO, a chief human resources officer. It also works in your personal life. When you're dealing with the crisis, then you kind of have to think through each of those. Because when you're dealing with a crisis, it's most likely new. You have to think about not just what's happening now, but how is this going to impact later? You have to be prepared and you're going to have to take risks and you have to execute. Talking about it, you know, having a strategy again is great, but you have to put the rubber to the road and actually do it, as Nike says. So I think what changed, leaders have more confidence in their ability to handle these changes. And that confidence, not arrogant, that confidence stems from the fact that they have new ways of thinking about situations. They've set a higher level of preparedness. 
it doesn't mean they're covered for every situation, but they're in a better position. It's almost like a vaccine. So that company is more vigilant and more in tune with what's happening. They're making better, faster, more informed decisions. They're recognizing they might not have all the information. So sometimes they have to make that decision, take a little bit of risk, but because they're prepared, they're able to do that. So it's about mindset. It's about capability. It's about changing the conversation. They can't choose their circumstances, but they can choose how they respond and be comfortable doing so. So I think that makes a real difference. My friend Jay Weiser and the five leadership superpowers. If you'd like to know more about them or about Jay and his work, please visit his website, jayweiser.com. That's J-A-Y-W-E-I-S-E-R.com. Now, in our next episode, Jay's going to join me once again, but this time for something entirely different and really, really interesting. In that episode, we're going to talk about the day that I realized that Jay is a cyborg. Yeah, you heard me. Do I have your attention? Good. See you in the next episode. Hey, thanks for dropping by. I'm Steve Shepard, the host of the Natural Curiosity Project, where we're committed to the idea that curiosity leads to discovery, discovery leads to knowledge, knowledge leads to insight, and insight leads to understanding. In every episode, we explore some topic that piqued our curiosity enough to make us want to share it with you. I hope you enjoy the journey. And if you did, I'd appreciate it if you'd leave a comment over at iTunes or SoundCloud, wherever you listen to the podcast. Thank you very much. We'll see you in the next episode. Thank you.